Welcome to the Biz for Good Show, where we highlight misfits, outcasts, and renegades for the being good and doing good movement. We spotlight people that are changing the world by having integrity and honesty and creating an environment of connection, thus showing the true secret to success and creating a life of greater impact. So come on board and create your own Biz for Good life. Welcome, welcome to the Bits Good Show with Bobby Glenn James and Ryan Pilkington. Road trip segment. Yes, that's right, people. We are out on the road. We are traveling to Eden. Isn't that where we're going? To the Ogden, Utah Balloon Festival. Tell us about the show, Ryan. It's going to be amazing. There. I said it. That's what I did. It's amazing. <laughs> yeah, we're going to Eden. And it's just outside of Ogden. And we are doing um, a road trip because we had an amazing couple guests uh, with the Bitcoin and the Balloon Festival. They're joined forces. And it was a very interesting podcast. But we, we learned tons from it. Didn't we... Bobby? Yes, we learned tons from it. Tons. And and yeah, so we're we're just outside of see we're by Centerville, about thirty miles out Bountiful from here. Bountiful now. Oh my gosh. Okay. Okay, people. That's right. We're gonna get we're gonna get there to the balloon festival. We're gonna be checking out, of course, some giant balloons. And uh, watches the people. We're also going to talk to the Bitcoin fo- or the cryptocurrency symposium is going on there. So we'll be talking to some of those folks. We're just going to find out who we can interview and see. You know, we love these events. We love uh, that people are, are doing things that are, you know, making people happy, getting people excited about stuff. And uh, we're just going to go check it out and have some fun. So. Yeah, and Ryan has an announcement. Yep. We now have apparel. If you want to check out and get your own Be Good, Do Good shirt or Unstoppable, that's what's up right now, and a mug. Get a mug. It's all good. Uh, anyways, you can go too teespring.com forward slash stores forward slash biz for good show with the number four soon and of course soon it will be on the website bizforgoodshow.com and you'll just be able to click on it and go to town but get some shirts we're gonna have some biz for good shirts and we're gonna have some fun theme shirts uh uh you're gonna have a be like bobby happy fun joy shirt on there Uh awesome awesome uh, so anyway, looks like I'm being told we're going to exit up here and the traffic is crazy. People are cursing because they thought I was going to wreck into stuff. But hey, I'm a better driver than that. <laughs> so we will we will catch you on the down low, people. Our people. Soylent Green is people. All right, we'll see you in a minute. All right, we made it. We made it to the 
Ogden Balloon Festival. Welcome to Eden Park. So we'll uh, we'll see what's going on. This is called A Hopeful Note, and we invite people into the booth to write letters of encouragement from a stranger to a stranger. If not a letter, a picture, whatever makes them happy will make another happy. And then we bind these stories and put them in um, a rest home, a nursing home, a hospital waiting room, a rehab center, a prison, wherever people need to have something to think about other than their challenges. And it's been an absolutely delightful experience as mothers and fathers and their children come in and they invite the children to draw a picture. One little boy looked at me and he said, I don't know what to do. And I said, well, what makes you happy? He said, I like dragons. And I said, so draw a dragon. And about 20 minutes later, he comes and hands me this darling little picture of a dragon where in his little six-year-old handwriting, he says, I wish you and I could, you and me could ride a dragon. And then he had me with a little arrow and you with a little arrow on the dragon. And he looked at me with such joy because this is what spoke to him. And this space here has become a sacred space because people are not thinking about themselves. They're thinking about others selflessly. As I said, there was a, a young mother in here who had three children that were doing this and all three were intently drawing and this wise mother looked at them and said, how do you feel? And the little children said, well, I feel happy. I feel good. I liked it. And she said, why do you think you feel happy? Is it happy when I give you an ice cream cone? And they said, yes. I said, well, how does that how you feel? And one said, no. And she said, What's, what makes it different? And the little girl said, it's because I did something nice for somebody. And that made me feel happy. And so she wisely identified the difference between happy and joy. And that was a wise mama who took that to a different level. Because as people sit here, I've had people leave weeping because there was something they needed to say. I've had people that hug me when they leave and say, thank you so much for this lovely thing because this is this little island of, of love. You know, it's amazing because you, this is for other people that are having challenges and stuff like that, but, but it almost feels like you're really assisting the folks that are writing it. Absolutely. Absolutely. One of their fellows last night looked very angry and he, he had that energy of something very intense going on with him. And he came in and he kind of growled at me, what are you doing here? And, and I explained it to him and he looked at me for a minute scowling and then he picked up a, a clipboard and sat in the corner and for about 20 minutes he was writing. And he handed it to me as he was leaving and, and gruffly just said, thanks, and stormed off. <laughs> and I read it and it was this very touching letter about how he was struggling with addictions and he felt like he could sit for a minute and that in doing so, his voices stopped for just a minute as he thought of someone other than himself, other than his own problems, other than his own challenges. 
And so we are finding in this, in this experience that it doesn't matter what the challenge is. It doesn't matter if it's breast cancer, if it's, if it's mental illness, if it's just being sad, that the advice is the same. Stay in the moment, breathe. Sometimes it's only one breath at a time. And all the advice is be positive, know people care. And as we care about each other, we feel better. And it heals us as we reach out to others. So beautiful. And, and I got to tell you, folks, we're sitting here with this beautiful lady. She's got the purple hair. I love your hair. It's so awesome. She has tie-dye pants on. She's rocking the look. She's just killing it. And your energy just oozes that I love you. I love the people. So thank you for standing up. Can, can you tell us, and I know there's a story behind it. I know you kind of told us a little bit, but could you? Why, why did you do this? Seven years ago, my daughter was diagnosed with breast cancer. And the day before I was to leave to help her was a race for the cure in downtown Salt Lake. So I hopped on the train with all these people in pink with my notebook and, and a pencil and just randomly approached people and said, we're one day in, does anyone have advice, something to say to my daughter? And they all grabbed it. They all grabbed it. Everybody had something to say. Many would stand there and weep as they would say, I'm grateful for this challenge because I'm a better person as a result, because serious illness strips away everything that is not necessary. And you remember to not worry about what happens in a month, in a week, in a year but to stay totally present with the people that you love and to know that there is a time when the sun comes out. One little boy that touched me deeply wrote, he was about 16 and he was there supporting his grandmother and he wrote, when the night is the darkest, the stars shine the brightest. And from that point, I understood that this was not about breast cancer. This was about sharing the common experience of struggles and how we move past that. And one of it is to embrace others as they are, because I can't empathize with you if I have never experienced difficulty, but we have all experienced difficulty. It may not be the same as yours, but we all have struggled. We all have cried. We have all felt alone and sad and despondent. And as we share with each other hope, and courage, and I've done it, so can you. I've done it, so can you. I must have 600 letters in that box from last night to today. 600 letters. And we will bind them and take them to these different facilities and let other people enjoy the random stranger. I think one of the reasons it works so beautifully is that when I'm in crisis, I may or may not be able to hear somebody's advice if they're standing in front of me. It might be too soon. But, and then I'm responsible for how they're reacting to my tears, and it gets muddy sometimes. But this way, I can read it when I can. I can, and I have, my experience has been when I am ready to hear an answer, I can open the book. I can turn to the, somebody appears that says something. I see something that helps me 
see the sunshine. And that's what these books do. Last night, there was a woman who opened the book and she was kind of standoffish. She wasn't too interested because she wasn't certain what was going. She flipped it open and started to read. And I could see as pretty soon she's wiping her eyes. And she was sobbing because that particular page out of all these hundreds of pages spoke to her. And that's the beauty of this whole experience. It might be nothing more than the little child's scrawl that says, Hannah says, I love you, Hannah, three years old. I love this. You, I'm going to ball because I, you know, that's just what I do. <clears throat> I love it when people stand for, for something they know they were put on this earth to uh, be a part of. How can, how can people find out about this? How do, how do people get you at events and stuff? like we, we need to do this as much as we can. So how do people find out? I work with Davis Behavioral Health. I work with Journey House, which is a facility for people with persistent mental illness. And we are finding that this hopeful note we have on our website, it's Journey House, a hopeful note. And that... Help. What's the website again? It's Journey House, a hopeful note. It's all you. You got material. Yes, I've got material. I've got materials, and we're gonna we scrolling them on. We will scan them in and put them on our website. So at three o'clock in the morning, when you have that monkey mind, your brain goes on and you can't shut it off. That you can look to see ways that might encourage you, that might bring a little brightness on a dark night. You know, we've been doing this for almost three years now, and we love coming to events because we always find these diamonds of people that are just standing up for for truth and light and love and connection. And we say it time and time again, you know, we need to shout from the rooftops that the human race needs to be good to each other. And And we love it when we find folks that stand for that. That's the whole point of this show. The other thing that is very, very cool that I'm thoroughly enjoying, and this is a shout out to everybody to participate. First of all, do these books. But everywhere I go, I will notice people as though they're in a picture frame. And I will jump up and run up to them and say, you look amazing. Give me your cell phone and let me take a picture of you. And they do, but as they are, they're saying, oh, you're adorable. Aren't you cute? Isn't that wonderful? So, I mean, I'm getting some good stuff. But the point is, is that I'll look at them and say, wait a minute. I'm asking you for your cell phone to take a picture of you. What makes me special for doing so? And they'll stop for a minute because I'll ask them, how do you feel? Oh, I feel great. I feel wonderful. And I say, why? And they say, because we don't notice each other anymore. We don't see each other. We don't take the time to engage. I love this. So we, we a lot of times have our have our people that get on the show ha, ha, do a call to action for listeners. This is my call to action. This is my call to <laughs> That's action. That's exactly what I was thinking. This is my Go call up to action. random couples, people, and say, let me take your picture with your phone. And And almost to a person, they will say, okay, it's not creepy because I'm not taking a picture with my phone. It's their <laughs> it's phone. not creepy, people. No, Just remember that. But it's not. And what, what is fun is that they have, they have been recognized by a stranger. There is no backstory. There is no agenda. I'm just simply saying, you guys, are, what an amazing picture you make. And I had a wonderful experience recently where a girl came up to me and said, didn't you 
take our pictures last month or something? And I said, probably. I mean, you can notice me. And, and she, As she points to her purple hair. And she said, she said, oh, yeah, yeah. And I said, and did you take my challenge to do this? And she said, yes. And she said, I went to Target, and it was a mother and her children. And I said, and how did you feel? She said, it was spectacular. It, doesn't, it takes three seconds of our time, three seconds. It takes longer to explain it than it does to do it. And yet everyone, everyone appreciates being noticed and seen. It's a moment of kindness. And at, at the end, I always say, and then when we're all dead, we'll see each other and I'll say, remember that day at the park where we rubbed shoulders for one second in mortality and said, life is good, carry on. And can I hear an amen? And they always say, amen. <laughs> amen, brothers and sisters, absolutely. Thank you so much. Thank you for we, asking. Thank you. This has been on my heart, especially this call to action, because it does not require a purple-haired woman in tie-dye pants to do it. This is anyone that can do this. The teenagers, especially, this speaks to them. The teenagers, this really speaks to. We, we do a lot of teen events and stuff for like suicide prevention and anti-bullying and stuff like that. We need to keep in contact. We probably need to have you on the show. Are you around Salt Lake at all? I'm in Davis County. Davis County. So we, we should we should absolutely have this lady on the show like a full-on show, don't you think? Full-on full on show. You'll come into the studio absolutely. with us? Absolutely. Yes. Oh, so, so eagerly. Because this... <laughs> I, love well, I love this much passion, well, baby. Because this is not about me. This is not about... It's, it's about what this does for people's hearts. The paradigm shift that happens... Get it almost when, immediately. Immediately. When people walk into this space, it's a good thing, and they're recognizing it because this is peace, this is good, and that speaks to our hearts who all know the difference. So true. Ryan. Yeah, thanks so much. Thanks so much. I'm crying the whole time here. Um, it's journeyhouseclub.org. That's what it said out there. <laughs> www.journeyhouseclub.org. That's right. Awesome. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. Appreciate you. And I look forward to spending a lot of time with Let's you. Let's do it. All right. You heard that, people. Call to action. Take pictures. And maybe we should call it just a second. It only Just a second. second. Just, I wait wait We're a second. We're going to create a movement here. Right? Wait a second. Wait a Take second. Take a second. Take a second. Take a second. Okay, people. <laughs> we got this. Hashtag, Hashtag take, take a, a second. And your name? Sorry. Bobby Glenn James. Ladies and gentlemen, we're here at the show. Bobby Glenn James is my name. Perfect. Yeah. All right. Well, it's been crazy. You know, it's always crazy when we do a road trip. Right, Ryan? Right, Ryan. We've been out there. We've been, we've looked at some of the booths and all that stuff. But of course, we're here with Terry, who's who's a part, started it or didn't start it, but started it this year for sure. This crazy thing. How's it going so far, Terry? 
Oh, it's been an amazing event. We've had so many people here. This morning it was just jammed with people. Last night it was really busy. We're planning on double the crowds tonight. So 17 hot air balloons each morning. We've got tethered balloon rides tonight. And we've got a beautiful glow, performers on the stage, record attendance, 90 vendors, you know, and the digital merchant series. What a treat. So cool. Yeah, we, we are kind of in the middle of it. So, which, which is interesting. Uh, we just, we've just been hanging out with the vendors and all that stuff. Super cool. We love coming to events. Uh, what do you think, Ryan, about this whole thing? It is amazing. I'm so glad to be here. It's been exciting and it's beautiful, Eden. I haven't been here ever in, your life? in my life. That's sad. This is my first time too. So it's a it's a great place to have balloons and and uh, learn more about Bitcoin. So yeah, yeah. Any of you that have never been to Eden, it is it's like this little tucked away magical place. It really is. It's just in the mountains. Yeah, you, yeah. No stoplights, no fast food. Three what? Three ski resorts. Three. Oh wow! Three ski resorts, two lights. It is a beautiful place. There's two lakes. Oh, it's on the map now. There's two lakes. It just has this peaceful, beautiful feeling. Um, so, Michelle, tell us a little bit about your experience so far. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, like, as we talked about in episode, what was that, 26 or the no, Captain Eos? Okay. Captain Eos. Captain Eos. Right, right, right. So, if you want to look back on that episode, uh, we talked about bringing Bitcoin uh, to the festival and raising more awareness on the technology and... I think we did a pretty good job so far. Um, we had the booth and people are seeing Utah Bitcoin and, um, you know, it's really starting to kind of get out there that, you know, this is this is not going away. This is something that people should be learning about more. Uh, so, yeah, overall, pretty, pretty good. Um, tomorrow, apparently, I get to finally go up in a balloon. I'm really excited about that. And... Tomorrow morning, yes, yes. So I'll, I'll be sure to put that on Facebook Live so you can see it. But um, next year, I'm really hoping to actually have a Bitcoin balloon, and then I can go up in that. So if anybody's interested in sponsoring that, let us know. Wink, wink. So, yeah. Yeah? Here you go. We, and we have a, a few other people. We, we're going around talking to folks. So I have... I, I was going to say it. No, I had it. I had it down. I was just saying sand first. And so Mr. Francisco is here. Tell us a little bit about what you guys do, why you're here, a part of the festival, and all that good stuff. Okay. Okay, Bobby. Well, first of all, please, guys, just come and visit this beautiful place. It's a magic place, you know. It's, uh, and just uh, the fact that we have a balloon fest here, that even uh, so is doing even better. But uh, we, are, uh, we have the opportunity to be a sponsors this, this year with uh, something called RevCard. I'm just talking about um, uh, things for good. Uh, RevCard is going to improve a larger life. How? Well, now you need uh, to wear just two cards in your wallet. The RevCard and your ID. I, I want to clarify RevCard, and he's talking about like credit cards, how you pay for things, right? Is um, talk about talking more, well, I'm more to, I'm just talking so more about the, the gadget. Uh, yeah, it's a new gadget that you can uh, just uh, wear in your wallet. Uh, that, uh, that gadget just hold your, uh, your 
entire credit cards or gift cards or whatever card you have. Do I need to carry all my no, credit cards? No, you don't need to my carry on cards? anymore. No, 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 because it's a smart gadget. You know, it's like a, exactly the same size and the same thick of the, of the credit card, but it's a smart one because it has a, a, a screen. Like, a, you know, like a, your, your iPhone or, or your watch. Uh -huh. Uh -huh. So you can just swipe it up the what card you want to pay and just choose it. And then you and have then a, a physical card that physical reacts card. to that and it becomes that card. Yeah, because, because it's dollar than that card. Oh, that's yeah. the future. Yeah, that's we the future. We can tell. So. That's the future. Definitely. Who wouldn't want just one card? Uh-huh. I only have 14 in my wallet right now. Instead, yeah, well, okay. And, and you I know what? a library card on it, too? Yeah, any kind of card. What? Definitely. Dude, I'm yeah. in. Sign me <laughs> up. <laughs> You're right away, right? No, it's amazing. It's amazing gadget. And by the way, have a, a, some kind of um, security with your fingerprint. You, that means if you forget in some, in some place your, your card, first of all, it's going to send you, because it's connected to the Bluetooth to your phone. So it's going to send you a text message saying, hey, you forget me here. But in some way you don't realize that, it's going to be locked. You love and, me, please. Yes, Come back and get exactly. me, please. <laughs> yeah. So but you, you didn't that, so it's going to be locked. And uh, the only way to be unlocked is with your fingerprint. And by the way, have a, even a, a um, how do you say Like a, a, a GPS. The GPS. Yeah. You can so find have, it. You can find somebody, it right away where you left it. takes it, they can't do anything with it. Nothing at all. Oh my gosh. And everything Tell is secure. Tell me that's secure. not the future. That is absolutely the, the future. The future, right? Yes. So that's... That's just awesome. a little so bit. How, how do people that. find out more about it? How do they find well, out? More yeah, you, you can find more on, on our webpage that is called rnetworth.io. Right? rnetworth.io. rnetwork.io. Yes. Juan, did I get it right? Yeah. yeah. Can you add anything to that? Anything you want to say? Well, uh, one of the things, the characteristics that has that card is we need to take a look like a, you bank, it's a new bank account because it's going to have the availability to, you can use that card and um, put money in that card. It's like, a, it's going to be your bank account. You can have a checking account there and you're going to be able to pull up money, uh, withdraw money from any of the 1 million uh, ATMs around the world. And basically, it's a debit card. But you're adding now. And the, the beauty of this is, what about if you can receive benefits like saving money everywhere where you go? When Francisco was talking about the GPS and the, the Bluetooth, including the Bluetooth and the screen, if you're walking into any store and it's any uh, special or any discount there, you don't have to look for coupons right away in the spot that is going to allow you to know that it's a big deal going on. And if you want to participate, you, you got to use... just it tells you about the sales. Yeah, basically. Oh, wow. And th that is going to be... That. It, it, all this... Keep that on the down low. Yeah, all this is about <laughs> saving money. Help to the people to save money. But it has a, a little extra additions where is what about if you can help people to save money? And, it, and doing that, you get rewarded every time that they use the card. And, and that's not it. Of course, more people that you help, and they help others, 
you it's still making good. more money. Yeah. Because the more good and the more being good you are, the more people want to deal with you, the more people want to do work. Yeah. That's true. So the one thing that we'd really like to highlight about the Balloon Festival is one of our philanthropic endeavors. Uh, this year and the years in the past, we have a community breakfast. And that community breakfast supports the Ogden Rescue Mission. This year... On day two, they completely sold out of all their food, and they have one more day to go through. So they have set record numbers. So all of those... How many people did they feed? Oh, I have no idea. Hundreds the and Hundreds and hundreds. The line has been massive. They coupled with the Salt Lake Rescue Mission as well, and we're looking at how we can expand this philanthropic, philanthropic endeavor. And what's really cool is we just host the space. All of the proceeds for this breakfast goes directly to the rescue missions to help with drug rehab programs and all sorts of things. So when people ask me what makes the Balloon Fest, the Ogden Valley Balloon Fest different from all the other Balloon Fest or events out there, it's this philanthropic endeavor. And the other thing that's really cool about and this course, event is, well, no, it's <laughs> that and it's free. So the attendance to the event is free. The shuttles are free. The parking's free. We have tethered balloon rides. It's free. You can sit in front of the stage with these incredible performers. Believe me, they're, they're rocking out when we've got balloon glows going. It's free. And what's really amazing is as you're walking through these massive amounts of people and balloons out there, no one's on their cell phones. Kids are actually sitting on the ground entertained by their parents. How often do you see these little family units coming together? And it's all over the field. We probably had anywhere from four, three to 4,000 people in the park last night. We're anticipating much more tonight. So please come and support our philanthropic, or philanthropic endeavors. You know, bring your families. Enjoy the balloon rides. It's free. Okay, there's no reason not to come and support the Ogden Rescue Mission. Breakfast is $12 for an adult. It's all you can eat, and it's amazing food. Are you slowing down? Are you going to slow down next year? Are you going to take a break? No, we're <laughs> ramping up because yeah. this is year number six for me, and we've increased by 20 more booths. We've increased by two more hot air balloons, and our attendance has increased tremendously. Uh, you know, I have to shout out to, you know, KSL with their helicopter up in the air above the balloons doing live shots. We put um, Channel 4 in a hot air balloon with video. They did a dip into the water. It was great. Um, ABC came up and did the news right here from the park, live news feed before the event. Alaskan Airlines covered us. The go section. They did a, a, a drive-by. Alaskan era, <laughs> a flyby, a flyby. So you know, and then all the sponsors. You know, that's what makes it free. Ramp. You know, the ramp tax up here, Weber County, gives us a grant. Ogden uh, Regional Medical. You know, gives us quite a bit of money for the stage, and then we have a lot of other sponsors. Powder Mountain provides the shuttles. Mountain Luxuries provided us lodging so that we can be here in this beautiful valley and host this event. So, you know, you just go through the whole list of, of sponsors. It's many, many companies that come together that believe in doing good business and bringing families together and providing an event that is unlike anything out here. It's so family-friendly, 
There's no alcohol. You know, it's just fun, 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 and more fun. Awesome. Well, this is amazing. Let's let's go. We're gonna go visit some more folks and talk to some more people. Thank you guys for showing up. We got one last word from Michelle. I want to introduce some of my my Bitcoin friends. Is that okay? <laughs> awesome. Let's do it. Okay. I was gonna. I was gonna pretend that we walked somewhere else, and and we were like, "Oh, there's more people that we're finding now." Yeah, we were gonna take some steps, but but let's pretend for the sake of pretending that that's what just happened. So, Michelle, let's introduce you to some of your other friends. Um, well, that's what I, I was just saying. We could do that, and then we could stop the segment and move on. If, and then you could edit this. From no, we don't edit. We love getting the stuff. Okay. All right. Okay. So, all right. Uh, so, one of my favorites, one of my favorite projects, and one of my favorite friends in the Bitcoin space. Uh, so, this is Mark Hilgenberg, and he works with a company called Vault Logic, and they do. Uh, are we calling them smart ATMs these days, or are we? Okay. So, uh, so I will. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so here's Mark. <laughs> Thanks. So yes, my name is Mark Hilgenberg with Vault Logic. I'm one of the co-founders. So when talking smart ATMs, and I'm trying to tie this into balloons also, since balloons <laughs> balloons go up into the cloud. So basically, there we go. I'm I'm gonna do it. Uh, I'm gonna tell you how ATMs fit fit with balloons. <laughs> So basically what we try and do is we try and move physical cash into the cloud or the digital cloud, so to speak. So we're your on-ramp and on-ramp for cash getting into the digital, digital economy. So what we do is a little bit different than just a traditional ATM. We also have cryptocurrency available on our kiosks. So you could go with cash, buy Bitcoin, sell Bitcoin, Ravencoin, any number of other currencies. And what buy we're and sell? buy and sell, yeah. So you could pull out cash I by. Bitcoin back many years ago for like 166 bucks of Bitcoin. I wish I'd have kept all that. But I thought you were supposed to. No, I yeah. You were supposed to like spend it in crap. Yeah, well, that's why it is worth a lot because of people spending it. So it's a good, it's a good thing we all did. So yeah, so we can do that. We can buy and sell on there, but. One of the things that we also add is we're an open API platform. So you can add any number of services or applications. Kind of think of it as a smartphone with all the apps, but that takes cash. So that's what our smart ATM is. So we could have point of sale systems and any number of bill pay. You could buy gift cards. Everything you could think of doing with your credit card on your smartphone, you could do with our ATM with cash. So that's like I say, that's how we're getting cash into the cloud. Because what we also do is we convert every dollar that goes into our machine, creates an accounting token that's pegged to that dollar. So this accounting token is essentially how we can move physical cash from one vendor to the other or one company or one individual across our network. So think of just putting money into our ATM you could go across town to another ATM and pull out cash. It's essentially your cash because you have that accounting token now on your phone. So that's what I mean by talking about moving cash to the cloud. So this network can be worldwide. And one of the nice things about it is, you know, a lot of people worry about Bitcoin going up and down in value. You know, you put in $1,000 in Bitcoin and then you go down the road to the other machine, it could be up or down. 
So this way, by pegging it to the dollar in the machine, you're actually able to know that you're not going to be... Exactly, yeah. Exactly. So, yeah, so you're not having to worry about moving, you know, running real fast to get your money out. So it's just a great way of... Yep. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So, you know, our goal... We hope to have some in Utah here soon. Right now we have um, two of our high-profile machines are in Las Vegas on the Strip. One in the Crystal Shops at Aria and the other at the uh, Forum Shops in Caesars Palace. So our goal is to get a few here because we want to get the network effect going. So it's been pretty exciting. But Super cool. Ryan, you got something to say? Uh, going to the Rev card, is there any fees associated with that? The regular fees that usually any bank account can have, but not really. It is if, if I transfer, if I got a, a ref card and you have a ref card and I transfer money to you, yeah, it's going to be a little fee, but it's going to be smaller than you do it through other platforms. Sometimes can be including uh, free, like a Venmo or any other platform. So it's a, it's a fee just like any other. It's not there's not a fee necessarily for using it. Right. This is just like any other bank transaction and all that stuff. All right. Cool. Who do we got? Some others? Let's walk around. Okay. We're we're gonna walk around and just hang out and check out some folks. Uh, we are following Michelle. We're gonna see. Uh, they've got all kinds of stuff going on. As you can tell, there's thousands of people in this room having a blast. So uh, who, I, I'm passing the time over to Michelle so she can let you know what's. Okay. Oh, no, yeah. I don't know what's all right. Uh, so, so this is Ryan and Rachel Gold. Rachel Gold. They just they actually just got married a couple weeks ago. So, oh, thank you. Uh, so just they, got married. Congratulations. yeah, congrats, congratulations, guys. Yeah, um, maybe congratulations. We'll see you in a couple years. <laughs> um, so, who wants to talk about Dash? Dash Digital Cash. Dash Digital Cash. I do like how it rolls off the <laughs> tongue. Right? That's the point. Yep. Ryan, you? Yeah, sure. I'll out. talk about it. Yeah. Here, so, um, Dash Digital Cash. Um, yeah, basically, Dash is trying to uh, address some of the concerns that Bitcoin has. Uh, for the up the... and down? What? No. What concerns? So, Dash is supposed to be digital cash, and digital cash is supposed to be privacy uh, oriented because if you make a transaction in cash, like normal cash, nobody, knows nobody about should it. know about it. And that's which, what digital that's cash is trying to replicate. Millennium. Yeah, or, yeah. Well, as long as they've had cash, probably in, 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 people don't understand, you know, everybody has this, when you're not in the digital world, which a lot of our listeners probably aren't, so, so we need to kind of let them understand that uh, that, that whole concept, cash being non, uh, tra- uh, no, not traceable. tangible, traceable, has always been like that. Right. We're like, oh, digital is all for well, the, the thing crap. is, digital is very efficient, so you can have a global a global audience if you're a merchant that can ship products. Um, but so that's a great thing, and you don't want to be bartering for the rest of your life, and you don't want to be using a, a physical money for the rest of your life. So digital is definitely the way to go for a, an efficient monetary system. But the problem is, when you have a digital system, it's easily surveilled. So if you want a, a digital cash system that's simulating and replicating the the features of actual physical cash which is privacy speed low tra- no transaction costs ideally 
then you have to really engineer that, and that's what that's what Dash is doing. is It's taking the physical prop, the properties of physical cash, very small transaction fees. I mean, would you pass a dollar to somebody? There's no transaction fees. It's private. And uh, it's fast, so that's those th basically those so three. It's faster than cash. It's faster than cash, and so why not just cash? Well, because digital is global, so you can have a global audience and have everybody using one you one don't system. Need Western Union to get it across the. Uh, that's right. You can send a million dollars to China or one penny next door uh, for the same, basically the same uh, user experience and speed. So yeah. Awesome. What brought you here? Um, here to this festival or here to Dash? <laughs> no, here, here, to, here this to this festival. festival. Well, I love <laughs> I love the people here. I know a lot of these people. These a lot of these people here have been uh, early Bitcoin. They're my peeps. Uh, they were early Bitcoin adopters, and you know a lot of them are interested in Dash as well. And uh, I just like the digital currency scene, so that's why I'm here. Yeah. And awesome. why not have a balloon while you're at it? Yeah, absolutely. Go <laughs> flying in a balloon. Well, yeah. Awesome. Enjoy. We're going to walk around and talk to some other folks. Awesome. I'm following Michelle. What do we got here? Okay. You want to introduce the person? Yeah. So uh, this is Rob McNeely. And do they know who they're talking to? Yeah. Did you know that show? Did you yeah, yeah. I just gave him a, a oh, little bit of a warning. Awesome. <laughs> yeah. awesome. So uh, this is uh, Biz for Good Show, and this is uh, Rob McNeely with the Tusk Network. Do you want to introduce yourself? Yeah. Well, I, about your how you doing? Um, We're doing awesome. Well, I like to hear that. Um, so I'm Rob McNeely. I am one of the co-founders of Tusk, which stands for the Universal Settlement Coin. Uh, we are a continuation and rebrand of a cryptocurrency project that we started almost two years ago, uh, which we were an Ethereum-based token on the Ethereum blockchain, and we are now launching our own blockchain in two weeks and swapping over the token. Um, so our focus of our cryptocurrency project, we're a payments project. We are a community-driven project. We are not an ICO project. Um, we launched, we're... You're in it to make lots and lots of money, though, right? I, you know, I hope everybody makes lots of money. <laughs> I, I'm a big believer. I want everybody to win. Um, but uh, but we did. That's what the show is all about. So we want everybody to win. So there's uh, so I, so a lot of the co-founders and stuff do have some tokens that they got. The developers get a little piece of the action because I want everybody to win. But if we don't perform, nobody wins. Um, but the focus of our cryptocurrency project is uh, going after and supporting industries that currently have recognized problems with banking, financing, and payment processing. Like what? Uh, so, for instance, uh, we call them the seven deadly sins, but um, we're focusing our first marketing outreach to the firearms industry, the lawful firearms industry in the United States, um, because right now they're, well, they're a constitutionally protected industry, uh, but they have a really bad problem with maintaining bank accounts, getting bank accounts, and doing payment processing. Um, even if they can get a payment processor, um, what they find is that they have to pay exorbitant fees, and they have really bad problems with chargebacks and things. So so um, a lot of our team is uh, former vets and, and big advocates of the Second Amendment anyway, so we're really passionate about guns. We're all gun guys. Um, and we said, look, you know, I know a lot of gun guys and gun store owners that have you know, had had a lot of problems getting bank accounts. One of our retailers that's coming on board after we launched, he had, it took him seven banks to find one that would even give him a bank account. And so we said, hey, you know, why don't we just focus on marketing a cryptocurrency project for the gun industry? 
and and so we've uh, been working on it for almost a year now. We're launching in two weeks, then we're doing a swap from our token to our blockchain. We're doing that swap period for 30 days, and then we'll be fully on mainnet in um, October. And then um, we already have 15 verbal commitments from retailers that are already willing to accept Tusk once we launch. Um, and we're getting a lot of really great support from the gun industry. So we're going to focus there. Now, we're not going to stop with the gun industry. We're the universal settlement coin, but it's the place that we're going to start. Yeah, and you got you got to start somewhere because with digital currency, the trick is to be used, right? right? And I love what you're doing is you're finding a focus, a niche, a place where you can say, you know what, we're not everything to everybody right now. We just want to be used. I love that. That's that's super cool. Thank you. Well, I kind of look at it like Amazon, right? Everybody thinks Amazon's this big thing that just has. But the reality is, I'm an I'm an old fart, right? So I remember when Amazon came out, and it was a bookstore for like eight, ten years. And that was all it was. And that's all it was, and that's all they talked about. And that's when they became disruptive, is they focused and laser focused on one industry. And, and what we kind of thought about is we looked at the mass adoption problem with cryptocurrencies. You know, even Bitcoin, no one's using cryptocurrencies right now for actually buying goods and services on any scale. None of them. None of the big projects are. When I got into it originally, that's what I thought you were supposed to do. I bought, when I bought Bitcoin, it was like a hundred and something dollars of Bitcoin, but I used it. I bought stuff with it, and it was cool. Right. Now I'm like, dude, that sucks, but that's the only reason it did get better. Right, and, and so we said, look, you know, if, if you're going to get a, if you're, if mass adoption of a cryptocurrency, that, that's the killer app, like people buying and selling good services, and really that's disruption. And even though Bitcoin has, is the big player as an investment in crypto assets, there is no player that has dominance being over used. being used for mass adoption. And so we said, look, you know, I've been, I've been a sales and marketing guy. I'm not a developer. And what we said, we looked at that problem and said, why aren't they being mass adopted? And one of the reasons we said is like most of the teams out there aren't, one, they don't even like sales guys. Most of the teams that are out there and behind these big projects, they don't have sales guys on the teams, they don't have marketing guys on the teams, and many of them don't even like sales and marketing people, and, and that's fine. But what we said, look, when we're gonna, so we kind of made our cryptocurrency project a little different. So we coded it in a way um, is that we have normal on-chain governance to completely decentralize, there's no head to chop off, but we actually have, uh, we created a position, an elected third-party company called the marketing partner and this marketing partner gets a little piece of the transaction and trade volume and block rewards to grow the network it's accountable and term limited so what happens is every three years after the first um, period of time the marketing partner comes up for a vote of the community and their job is to grow the network like a startup would um, and it's in a, it's an that's a little bit that's missing a lot with cryptocurrency. It, it, we, there's we've, no driven direction because it's kind of everybody doing everything. Right, and you can't be everything to everybody. Exactly. And, and so, and it can't be ad hoc. You gotta. So we said, how do we? And we kind of looked at it and brainstormed. We said, how do we get to, you know, grow a decentralized project that's self-governed, yet have the efficiencies and the laser focus of a startup to market it? I love and it. so no other cryptocurrency is doing this. This is, we've looked at a lot of them. And so, uh, so the idea is that it's term limited, it's an elected body. And we kind of say it's like a homeowners association, which would be TUS, the TUS network basically hires a management company 
just to operate sales and marketing. And the and so from the governance standpoint, the marketing partner has no say over how things are governed. They don't get to vote on things. It's an elected body. And so so that's the one of the things that we're doing differently. Um, we're focusing on one niche area first. That's another thing we're doing differently. And then the third, a couple other things we're doing that's kind of interesting is we have a built-in charity pool that comes from block rewards and transaction fees. And we're going to have a couple, we haven't fleshed all the details of that out yet, but the network itself, the idea is that if you use Tusk, say you're a gun guy and say you like the NRA or some other you know, gun-related charity, that there'll be a certain number of coins generated by the network. From that the will, transactions. From the transactions themselves. So if so you get... to go into a mining community or something, it'll go to some right. kind of a third right. party... Well, well, well we, have, we have block producers that are like our miners. They uh-huh. get paid too. Uh-huh. Um, but, but, but this will be a piece it's, of that. It's another little tiny... somebody that needs it. It's another little piece that you will actually... The community will decide which charities are involved. And that there's a little pool and that'll be divided out among the charities that the community votes on. Super cool. And then we also were looking at doing, we got a couple other ideas that we're going to do. Like we want to do, we're thinking about doing a roundup feature. Um, And this is a longer term feature because we got a lot of things to build. But we're also looking at is, is that maybe you can round up your transaction and that could go to a designated account that you pick. And we don't, and we haven't decided on all those details yet. But those are the things that we're working on. So we're trying to create a, a network that really is designed for our industry. I love it. I love it. Love it. Love it. Tusk, everybody. Tusk. Tusk network is the website. Tusk network. T u s c dot network. Correct. Awesome. Thanks. Thank you very much. Good stuff. Whoa, this is crazy. Where are we going, Michelle? Okay. They're fine. We we got dead space. Yeah. You ready? Yep, I'm ready. (laughs) All right. So next we've got uh, who wants to go first? Hi, how's it going, man? Okay, we'll have you go first. So uh, this is Tron uh, Black with Ravencoin. He's the main developer for Ravencoin. And if you want to just kind of talk about your project, give it a go. Um, So this is. Really quick. This is Biz for good. Okay, go ahead. So I'm Tron Black. I'm the lead developer for Ravencoin. Uh, It's a token uh, that allows you. It's like Bitcoin. Uh, You can you can find it on uh, on Coin Market Cap. But its main purpose is if you want to create your own token, uh, you can go get 500 Raven and create your own token. Uh, It's really easy to use. You can get a wallet. You can just go get Raven Wallet on your iPhone or on your Android and you have 500 Raven, you say, I want to create a new token, you can create your own token with just a few clicks. Uh, so that's kind of its main purpose. Uh, and then other people are kind of building, uh, building out the ecosystem for this coin. Uh, so that's why I'm here is to kind of talk about that and then also to talk about uh, how to you know, help people learn how to secure their crypto. Awesome. Wow. Uh, where are we going next? You ready for this? Yeah. Introduce yourself and, and kind of what's going on. Okay, cool. Hello, my name is Jason Woodland. I'm one of the authors of Toshi to the Moon, which is a children's book about blockchain technology and Bitcoin. Soon to be a cartoon, be a cartoon hopefully. Yes, that would be wonderful. And uh, yeah, we're just uh, out here in Eden, Utah. And not quite, but maybe. <laughs> It'll be bigger. <laughs> yeah, and just uh, enjoying ourselves out here with uh, Bitcoiners and and uh, blockchainers and having a good time, learning a ton and networking and so on and so forth. I, I got to ask, that, that's so interesting. What made you say, let's do something for the kids? And I have a feeling it has something to do with 
getting it out there and getting it introduced and stuff. What, what was the idea behind making a kid's book about cryptocurrency? <laughs> yeah, so uh, I, I'm big on education and letting people know uh, about how this, uh, how this space works. And I've got two nieces. Um, they were really uh, the inspiration behind it. So I talked to them a ton about markets and investing in business. And, and, uh, and I was talking to them about Bitcoin. They, they're both Bitcoin holders and Ravencoin holders. And, uh, and I thought, you know what? Uh, I want to write a book, an educational book for kids, which is funny. I don't have any kids myself. And I thought, I've never written a children's book, but let's dive in and have a good time. So I picked up a couple of partners who were friends of mine that had uh, understanding of the space and or publications of, uh, of books. And, and we just hit the ground running and had a good time with it. And I've got a few copies here. So, yeah, that's the inspiration. Where can you get it? Where can, can you get it online? Yeah, you can get it online at Amazon.com. Uh, they're for sale for $11.99. I'm selling them here at, uh, at this place for 10 bucks, And uh, it's a story about a boy and his dog, and uh, he has a dream about how he's going to get to the moon. And that uh, math that he dreams up is uh, the blockchain. Uh, his name is Toshi, and his dog's name is Doge. Satoshi Nakamoto, yes. I got to get me a copy. Get you a copy. Rush to Amazon.com, people. To Toshi to the moon. Toshi to the moon. All right. Uh, Mr. Leba. Yes, sir. Uh, let, tell, us about, tell us about you. What's going on with you? All right. Thanks, Bobby. So uh, a little bit about what I'm working on. So I do business development for PowerBlock. We do Bitcoin loans. So Bitcoin is a great savings, but there's the loan piece that also needs to be facilitated. And so we'll have a lot of customers, commercial customers, that need to borrow against their Bitcoin. So, for example, we had a mining farm in Venezuela. They needed to borrow $2 million to purchase more mining equipment. So nobody's going to lend to Venezuela, given the government situation. But they had Bitcoin that they could use as collateral. So we took their Bitcoin as collateral. We gave them the $2 million so they could purchase more mining equipment and develop their facility. But it's not just Venezuela. It's all over the United States. It's not just for mining equipment. We've also financed people that want to uh, manufacture ATMs for cryptocurrency, private jet companies, people who actually want to invest in real estate. So a lot of people around the world have Bitcoin. They don't want to sell their Bitcoin because they're long Bitcoin. But here, we'll facilitate a way for them to be able to leverage their Bitcoin, access the U.S. dollar so they can invest in what they want. So it's like a, it's like a loan with crypto as the uh, leverage. Wow, that is super cool. Yeah, and the, the great thing about that is, so obviously Bitcoin is a very volatile asset, right? No. It goes up and it goes down. So what we'll do is we'll do a 70%. I had at one time. I don't now. <laughs> so... So we'll hold some back for collateral margin, right? So for that volatility risk, we'll hold back some of that uh, 30% for volatility risk. But if that Bitcoin appreciates in value, it's your Bitcoin, so you get to get that appreciation. And so you, you just, they pay it back and they still have the same amount of Bitcoin that they did, no matter what goes up and down. Super cool. I love it. It is so cool to be here. For those of you or those people out there that say, I don't know. Cryptocurrency is a fad. It's gonna. It's probably not gonna make it. I don't trust it. What, what do you got to say about that? Let's go around the room. I want to get from everybody in this room because uh, I hear people. They're like, I don't know this cryptocurrency thing. It's like the Rubik's cube. Eventually, people are gonna quit playing with it. What do you think? I think Bitcoin is a way to 
hedge against some of these other different currencies that are out there, the US dollar, the peso, the euro, uh, the Chinese yuan. Uh, Bitcoin is completely decentralized. There is literally a mining farm in every single city of every single country around the world. It's all over. There used to be one in my basement. And, and, and it's, it's, it's so ingrained in every part of the world, uh, it's, it's too big to fail. Same. It's not going anywhere. Might as well start learning about it. That's why we're here. Um, yeah, it's it's just not going anywhere. It's like uh, it's like the days of you know. I want to say the day. I think I mentioned this last time. Napster and and the whole thing with with sharing, uh, you know, music and things like that. Um, we're just we're all seeding, and it's not going away. So. That's what and yeah. uh, Spotify and Pandora. Yep. We wouldn't have had those without Napster. Yep, exactly. So might as well start learning about it and join us. Um, I just want to add really quick, I don't, I don't know if we're going to talk about this, but um, so we do have, right okay, we're going to talk about it right now. Uh, Utah Bitcoin community, uh, join the meetup. So, okay, Tron. Uh, so my name's Tron. Uh, so Bitcoin is not a Tron. Yes, that's my name. My real name's Tron. Yeah, like the movie. Like the movie. I, I, pre, I predate the movie, but my name's Tron. <laughs> so, so Bitcoin's not a fad. Uh, so it's technology that that was introduced on January uh, January third of two thousand nine. Uh, that was the day that the world changed. Uh, money or value now moves like email. And and one way to think about this uh, this kind of shift is kind of the the transition from blockbuster. Uh, over to Netflix, uh, you had the you had high fees. You had to go get it. It didn't move fast. You had to you know get off off your sofa and go to the store and pick it up. Uh, that was uh, Netflix came along. Now it's now it moves quickly, easily. It's streaming, and Netflix went to uh, Blockbuster and tried to make a deal. Blockbuster turned them down. That was when they had nine thousand stores. There's now one Blockbuster left in Bend, Oregon. You can visit it as a curiosity, and Netflix has has replaced it. And and cryptocurrency and Bitcoin uh, and all of the cryptocurrencies is sort of the same thing. So just keep an eye on it. I got I got to give two cents to that. So are you saying that the banks are kind of like Blockbuster? I have an entire presentation on that. Go, go, go watch it. Just go uh, at the EU Ravencoin meetup. I describe this whole thing. Uh, banks uh, compared to Bitcoin are like uh, Blockbuster compared to Netflix. Ooh, he said it. He actually said it, people. All right. What do you got, man? Uh, Jason Woodland here. I would first say this is not investment advice, but Bitcoin is virtually the only non-correlated asymmetric asset in the market. It is completely anti-fragile. In fact, I would say it's the epitome of anti-fragility. It is not going anywhere. In fact, I would actually say we're probably in the 1995 to 1996 of the internet in Bitcoin. Whether you decide to buy some or not is totally up to you, but it's not going anywhere, and we're going to see this being built for years and years to come. Mr. Lynn Caberna, what do you think, Mr. Caberna? I think a lot. That's what I think. Uh, I, I want to tell you about a book I've recently picked up. Uh, it's, the book is called Life After Google, and it's written by a, a, a tremendous... Is econ- Google dead? Is that what you're telling us? Read the book. Oh, okay. <laughs> it's written by an academic and uh, social scholar, a futurist named George Gilder. 
I became acquainted with George Gilder in the, in the uh, 70s with a book called Wealth and Poverty, completely changed my views on the monetary and economic system of the world. I read another book by him in the early 90s called Life After Television, and George Gilder predicted with uncanny, freaky accuracy what our internet would be like today. He described a lot of the features we, we use every day, like streaming, like individual personal video channels. They're all in this book. I have a feeling you have a prediction about Bitcoin from him. I do. So he did another book that I'm reading now, Life After Google, not Life After Television, and he's predicting the new world of blo the blockchain economy, where we move from centralized data to decentralized, secure, trusted systems that will revolutionize the world. So if you want to know about the future, read Life After Google. So I, I think overall, everybody's saying cryptocurrency probably not going anywhere. Is that what I'm hearing? Yeah, that's the consensus. <laughs> that's the consensus. Yeah. Guys, thank you so much. This is super good stuff. Yeah, let's get some selfies, people. Yeah. All right, people. We are still here at the Balloon Festival, Ogden Balloon Festival. And right now we are here with... Jonathan Morgan. Jonathan Morgan is an artist, uh, sculptor, makes some amazing stuff, and, 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 and puts some stories with it, or these little inspirational things. What? So tell us a little bit about you, what's going on. And uh, I don't think we gave you a heads up of what the Biz for Good show was all about or what we are. Did I? No. Oh, perfect. Yeah. <laughs> this is great. We're just going to talk to you, man. Well, what we do is we highlight people that we believe are, are doing good in the world, uh, in business or whatever, you know, making a life better, make people happier, all that kind of stuff. And, of course, artwork is a big part of that. So how did you do this? How did you get into it? Tell us a little bit about you. Okay. So uh, I'm a dentist by profession. What? Yeah. Wow. yeah. That's interesting. That makes sense. Kind of Yeah. So I get to do art every day. Yeah, I get to do it on people. And um, my story actually, as far as art goes, is I wanted to do art, but um, at the same time, I wasn't willing to risk not being able to eat. So I decided to get a job that I knew I could feed myself and my family. And then I told myself that later in life, I would come back and, and I would go to art. And so I've been doing sculpting for about two years. Two years, this stuff? Yeah. Awesome. You didn't have any training or... Um, you know, occasionally I'll go take a course from some amazing artist, and uh, that's about it. Yeah. Um, but I've always loved art. So. so on the Instagram, you guys will see we got a bunch of his stuff up there. So super good stuff. Yeah, and you can go to my Instagram. It's Morgan Bronze Art. Morgan's Bronze Art. Morgan Bronze Art. Morgan Bronze Art. There you go. Got it. Yep. And uh, <laughs> what I said. <laughs> Why? But, what is? Well, go ahead. I, I think you're asking me, um, like, why I do it. Yeah. yeah. Okay, so why I do it, and maybe I can just share a quick story. Um, I had a lady come by earlier today, and she was teaching her young five-year-old about art and why we have art in our lives. And she was reading about one of my sculptures that just talks about who we turn to when we're in need and the, those that support us through those hard times. And she turned to her five-year-old son, and she said, so when you're going through something tough, 
who do you turn to? And he turned to her and said, you. And instantly she just cried. And and I couldn't help but then start crying a little bit, you know, I'm trying to hide the tears, be manly. But, you know, that is exactly why I do it is because um, I think the art is powerful, that it can um, uh, express emotions, it can inspire us, it can um, give us hope when maybe there isn't hope. And, and I can tell stories of people that have overcome and, and ha who are winning in life, even though they're going through challenges. I love it. Awesome. The detail is amazing. The Thank detail's you. amazing, and what you 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 write? What, what's the deal with writing these little? What are these experts? Did, did you write these? Yeah. So and so what's going on with that? I mean, most people say, yeah, this is my sculpture of right. blah blah, but you took it a little further. Well, so when you see sculpture, a lot of times you just see a sculpture, and sometimes you you have hints at maybe a higher meaning. Um, my sculpture starts with a story. It starts with somebody who has gone through something. It, it, when you go through a sculpture, it's you already have a story in mind and a connection with it? Yes, but then the sculpture develops from that. And so I don't have an idea of what the sculpture is look, going to look like. It's just a story and then um, I develop the sculpture to fit the story. Yeah, I love it. And so, and where do you come up with the? So, do you write this after you're done with the sculpture, or do you? you no, say, I write it, or I know the story beforehand, and then yeah, I just. I know a lot of artists want people to interpret their art however they feel because you know we all we all have different histories and backgrounds, and and. You're a you, hand talker. Yeah, I am a hand talker. <laughs> I'll hold it for you. Um, we all have, you know, different backgrounds, so we can interpret things a lot of different ways. Well. Um, I like that too, but sometimes we need a hint, you know. Absolutely. So. And, and your your messages are really positive. Right. Really, I mean, there is no, I mean, you could look at your sculpture and go, oh, this dark pain that this person is going through. But, but the, the stuff I've read is very uplifting and, and powerful. And right. so I love that. Why, why are you doing that? It's for the reaction, you know. I, I, why dwell on the negative when you can dwell on the positive you know this is beautiful 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 and you've been doing this three years two years two, two years. years yeah that's amazing, that's amazing. <laughs> i mean i am I'm, I'm an artist by trade as well but i don't do sculpting <laughs> graphic genius but anyway yeah awesome yep. uh so so what is we, we like to ask the question sometimes what does biz for good mean to you what is biz for good? Um, that's amazing that in, you are doing that. You know, I think in the world we live in, we are bombarded with negativity. I have a tough time even watching the news, and, and so I don't watch the news. I kind of close out anything that I find to be negative in my life, and I only want to bring in the good. And so you guys are doing that. You guys are promoting the good, and, and, and I applaud you for that because there needs to be more of it. Awesome. Awesome. Thank you so much for for spending just a few minutes with us keep it up thank don't you. quit thank you i appreciate you guys interviewing me uh where we where can we find um your art um you can find me at morgan bronze art on instagram or um there's an exciting new development in ogden which is the monarch and uh, there's 40 art studios going in there where people can collaborate and and try and um share art with the world and that's nice and local so i encourage people to go there it's not quite open yet but it's grand opening is supposed to be in november you have a website i have a website it's uh sculpture I have to think about it for morgan, a second morgan sculpture dot <laughs> art
Morgansculpture.art. Yep. Awesome. Yep. Thank you so much, Morgan. John. John. Why is why is why is it Morgan? That's my last name. Oh, Morgan. oh, John Morgan is John Morgan. Yep. That's like me. I got two first names too. Bobby James. It's you gotta love it. You can't trust it. Bobby Glenn. Thank you so much, man. You're a rock star. Guys, check this out. Morgan Bronze dot art. Morgan Bronze dot art. Thank you. Easily intimidated. Yeah, whatever. Okay, I'm I'm on to you now. I'm on to you now. Okay, guys. I think this one of our balloons. Oh my gosh. I think this is gonna be our last uh interview of the night. We are here with I'm not sure who we're here with. Team Remax, I'm thinking. Well, this is the Stars and Stripes Hot Air Balloon Team. Uh, uh, we operate the Remax uh, contract uh, for the Intermountain West. These are the balloon guys for this thing. Yeah. These are the guys that take you up in the air, float around, and come back down. Thanks for, for, for taking a couple minutes with us to just talk about uh, what do you guys think of being good and doing? What does that mean to you guys? I mean, I, I, just talking to you for this little bit that we have, I think you kind of understand a little bit about what it means to, well, first, let's, who are you? Uh, my name is Kurt Bramble, and uh, our, our balloon team consists, my wife is the crew chief, uh, Ashley's uh, uh, on our crew. Uh, uh, basically, it's a, it's a family affair. I can tell that. I can, I feel the, can you feel the energy, Ryan? I, I feel the energy. It's, it, and I can tell you guys have a lot of fun doing this. Yeah, we do. Uh, we've been, as a family, uh, we've been flying balloons, uh, competing U.S. nationals. We've flown all around the world in balloons uh, for about 35 years. Only 35 years is all. Only, well, I was much younger back then. Uh, no, it's, it's been great for our kids. Um, if you saw our trailers, or if your listeners saw our trailers, the, the license plates say Bawoon. The reason, B-A-W-O-O-N, we have Bawoon and Bawoon 2. Because our three, when he we, we, yeah. so, we, so yeah, so we, I say stuff like that all the time on the show. So we have we've been married forty two years, six kids, three boys, three girls. Our three youngest kids, their first words weren't mommy and daddy. It was bawoon. <laughs> and so the, the the family has grown up learning teamwork, uh, work ethic. Uh, uh, as we've traveled around the country, uh, flying at balloon rallies and races, I, I'm a CPA. I litigate tax cases. Well, I you're in that real exciting job. I, I yes, incredibly <laughs> thrilling. If you'd like to know anything about the finer points of of, of tax theory, just I mean, we could do a session on that. Okay, I'm sure the uh, listeners would love it. No, but but the, the, <laughs> the the kids, uh, our families had the opportunity of seeing the world through the eyes of being a balloon team. They have they have to get up early. They all have to fulfill their assignments. There's a work ethic that they have to fulfill. A team, they have to be part of a team. Um, they have to get, actually get along. That is so cool. If we all, I'm sure my kids could have used that really, really well. Well, you know, I, I was showing you some pictures of, of an event that we did in Monument Valley uh, a few months ago. Uh, we have a German uh, flag balloon and an American flag balloon connected by a slack line, a one inch uh, tubular webbing that uh, the German embassy promote is promoting American-German unity. If you could send us those, we put it on our Instagram and stuff. Our, I, I bet our viewers would love to see that. We have about 5,000 Instagram followers. Yeah, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll send you the, some of the shots. I mean, I showed them to you where we're in yeah, Monument Valley. Yeah, it's so cool looking. Uh, the, the whole idea was that, that America and Germany are, are connected by an inseparable bond. That bond, uh, metaphorically, was the slack line, the, this webbing, and then the communication. The metaphor is the guy walking back and forth at 12,700 feet above the you ground. you got to go there and show. We, we've got to get that on there because they are very cool pictures. Listen, you know, we've, as a balloon team, uh, we've had the opportunity to do several uh, world-class first-time flights. For example, Provo, first night, for, uh, um, New Year's Eve, 
midnight, the corner of University and Center Street, downtown Provo. We launched a balloon. We rang in the new year from a thousand feet over Provo on a midnight flight. That's so cool. Seriously. I love uh, we, it. We've flown Bryce Canyon. Uh, we're the only balloon team that is actually at the, the with the permission of the Park Service. I mean, drop down in the canyon, Fairyland, the amphitheater, oh, Balance Rock. The only the only thing they said was, don't tip over our Balance Rock. Don't hit it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, uh, but yeah, we've we've uh, done all kinds of things with a balloon. So why? 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 Why do you do this? Well, you know, today I'd say, I, I mean, we started because Provo wanted to have a balloon rally. They wanted to have a balloon fest. They'd never, this was in the mid eighties. They'd never seen a balloon. And they asked, they, they enlisted myself and a, a real estate developer, a banker. They said, would you guys organize a balloon rally? I said, sure, I'd, I'd come out from Notre Dame to BYU. Mm-hmm. Made a list of 25 things I wanted to do during my lifetime. Climbing Mount Whitney, hiking Canada and Mexico on the Pacific Crest Trail, hang gliding, skydiving, a bunch of stuff like that. Climbing, a couple things, just some simple stuff. Uh, Tallest mountain in Utah, Kings Peak, 13,528 feet. Tallest mountain in Wyoming, etc. Mm-hmm. That was 1973. By 1983, I'd done 24 out of 25 of those things. In 10 years, I'd accomplished most of what I set out to do, but I'd never been in a balloon. So when they said, will you go for a balloon? Can you help us put it together? I said, sure, but I get to go for a ride. I went for my first ride. A couple months later, I had my uh, pilot's license. A month or two after that, I got my commercial certification. And we got on the competition circuit, and it's just ballooned from there. So I, it feels like you have a little bit of passion about it. Well, you know, it, it's interesting because in a balloon, you have the only control you have is up or down. Everything else is left to the wind. And to, to the casual observer, sometimes it looks like the pilots are bending the wind to their will. We can feel the subtle layers of wind, and, and wind goes different directions at different altitudes. And so you, you find those altitudes. For example, several of the pilots here, these are some of the, the best pilots in the country that fly at this event. They'll box back to this field regularly. They'll fly out over the uh, pine view, and they'll come back and they'll land right here. These are, these are some of the best pilots, and they're doing that by reading the wind. And, and I told you, after spending several years as a hot air balloon pilot and, and gaining some expertise with hot air, I decided that I had to run for the legislature because if ever there was a place that you wanted to, to apply a, a skill with hot air, it would be in the state capitol. So, I, so, so I've, I've now served in the Senate for the last 19 years uh, uh, as, as a purveyor of hot air. Oh, that's awesome. I love it. I love it. Wow. It's, I mean, there's and, and a lot way, of Some of your listeners will say, oh, yeah, that, that Bramble, he's full of hot air. And I'll say, guilty as charged. I, we just capture it in a big, colorful bag, and we ascend into the heavens. <laughs> oh, my gosh. We need to have you on the show. We need to have you in the studio. You're, you're, just, you're just super well, I don't, fun. I don't, I, no, I don't come out of my, my introverted, timid shell very often. Oh, really? I mean, d- during the week, it's a pocket protector, green visor, you know, pencil pusher. <laughs> I think this is a perfect end to a, to a great day. So, what do you got? What do you think the chances are of getting up in the air today? I know it's a little windy. Well, you guys said that that, that you took the responsibility for turning off the fan and having the wind slow down. Yeah. We're going to be ready to go. Um, it should die down by about seven seven thirty. I mean, it's six o'clock now. It's still really breezy. The the trees are bending in the wind, mm-hmm. but by seven seven thirty, we are very hopeful that we can get the balloon up on a tether and give some rides. Uh, Ashley right here, this is her third time coming out. She stood in line for two hours yesterday. She, she, we, we shut it down right when she was gonna get in the basket. This morning, this morning, she came back. We shut it down. We ran out of fuel. We had no more propane. I mean, literally, we, we used the last breath of propane 
and she was the next one. So she's our first writer tonight, oh, nice. if we can get it up. Oh, that's awesome. Oh, thank you so much for, for just taking a few minutes. Uh, we love seeing folks with passion. That's what the world's all about. You know, we watch the news and stuff. You think it's full of horrible, bad okay, people. So, but... so right, uh, I'll finish up with this. Yep. Right here in Ogden Valley last year, it was our unique privilege to donate a balloon flight with the, the BYU TV uh, production of Random Acts. A, a family, uh, a, a, a tragic love story. They were high school sweethearts. He didn't want to get married because he had cancer and he could never uh, father any children. Finally, they got married. He survived 16 years with his wife. They adopted some kids. He died. The cancer took his life before they could get up in a balloon ride. And that was on his must-do bucket list. Last year, from this very field, we had the opportunity to, to fly uh, his uh, wife and their family. Uh, it was a surprise. The random acts. They, and that for us, it was just an incredible privilege to donate the time and expertise to, uh, to do it. And we do that throughout the state and throughout the country. Love it. Thank you so much for just being an inspiration. I know there's got to be something amazingly thrilling about just going up in a balloon and, and, and you're giving so much good. The crazy part is you're doing this all for free as far as people going up in the balloon and stuff. Well, well yeah, that's what makes it neat. I mean, for free. They have to pay the price of standing in line because we, with the heat and stuff, uh, the altitude, we're limited to how many people we can take up at a time. But yeah, it, it's, a, it's a way to give people just a taste of what floating on a cloud is all about. For right, so yeah, yeah. well, awesome. Thank you so much for your time. Uh, we're gonna let you get get to work and and do your business. And thank well, you, you so you, much. You turn the wind off, and we'll put the balloon up. I'll tell you what. We need to end the show with. with I think he would do a fun hashtag. What do you think? Should we end the show? Yep. So we have a tradition. Well, actually, I'm gonna let Ryan say it because this is a tradition of ending the show. We always end the show with the hashtag Be Good, Do Good. We do it three times. We get louder on the louder third time. So. Ready? Yep. Hashtag be good, be good, do good. Hashtag be good, do good. Thank you for listening to the Biz for Good Show podcast. We want to thank all our fans and guests on the show. Be sure to check us out on all our social media platforms, Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. For your hosts, Bobby Glenn James and Ryan Pilkington, this is Tim Jackson saying get out and do some good. Now go.